through the first chapter because I was like, this is such a whiny little shit. And like, he has no idea what life even is. And this entitled little piece of shit <laughs> wants to tell me that his life is hard. I don't even know. I like throw down, take my earrings off. <laughs> fight a six year old. I will just... fight you <laughs> <laughs> outside of the Applebee's. Okay. I love it. Ugh. Say that shit. Wait, what? (laughs) Cheers. I know that a lot of us uh, have some recollections of high school. Uh, Right? What do you think? No, I blocked that shit out. Uh, Me too. Amid the awkwardness and growing up and hormones, whatever, we all had to read some books. So, first of all, welcome. Hello, everybody. If you haven't been here before, um, Kendall and I are friends. We unravel some stuff that you're supposed to know if you're if you presume to be an intellectual, but we laugh at it um, and learn a little bit. So join us uh, and get a drink. Oh, we'll yeah. even help you. We'll even help you. We will give you a recipe. It's not drinking alone if you're listening to a podcast. Exactly. It's not. And you know what else? It's five o'clock or after at the time that we recorded this. So if you're drinking at 11 a.m., then it still counts. It's still five right now. (laughs) Yes, we're giving you all good advice. There's nothing wrong here. So back to high school. Okay, because that's where we all want to be, right? (laughs) Okay. We all had to read some books. So let me start by saying... I was not in AP English, okay? Um, Could I have been? Yes. But I don't dwell on the past, no matter how bitter that high school bitch can be, okay? Yeah. I could have been. I could have been. It's good enough (laughs) for the football team. Okay? Hell yeah. (laughs) I don't care. I literally don't care. Um, I'm going to need this probably to be a two-parter, Kendall, because I can't fit all of this in to one episode. I had to just stop, like, as I was writing my notes, because I was just going and going, and I'm like, okay, I'm not even halfway through where I want to be. So we're just going to dive in. We'll see how interesting it is. And if it's good enough, then we'll do a part two later. Then we'll come back. I love okay? it. Okay? Does that sound good? Let's, yeah. Let's try it on for size. Let's, let's do it. Let's see how much we actually fucking remember. Oh, my God. I bet more than you think. Uh, okay. And our English teachers will be so proud <laughs> with their cocktails in their hand, which I'm sure they have. <laughs> right. If they're teachers, they're getting fucked up. I, that's I, right. That's what I've come as to learn. As they should. As God That's intended. right. Okay. <laughs> so, question of the episode. We always start with a question of the episode if you're new here. If you're not, we always start with a question of the episode, as you know. Here we go. Was there any book that you read in high school that stuck with you? It's really fine if there wasn't, but I'm curious to know if there was. Yes. So, like, the only book that I read cover to cover, and I shit you not, I mean that, cover to fucking cover. That's not, okay, I like those weird Lemony Snicket books when I was, but that wasn't high school. High school, the only book I read cover to cover was the Freedom Writers. Oh, and what what drew it. you to that? Why? I had no idea. And I don't think that it was part of any curriculum that I was taking. I think that it like literally was something like I heard they were making a movie about. And I just read it. And I loved it. And now I can't tell you a goddamn thing about it. It doesn't matter. I mean, At the time, it was captivating to you. Loved it. Yeah. Hit it. Okay. Hit it under my bed for like safekeeping. Oh, babe, that's, yeah. that's really, there's something really magical about that experience and about having that connection. It's like a first date or whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden, yes. yes. Um, I love that feeling. That feeling's really exciting. And a really good book can do that for you. Um, Absolutely. Not a, not a mediocre book, a really good book. I mean, that just really speaks to you. By the way, um, before I move on, I just need to mention, 
Um, Kendall and I are changing up our system a little bit about how we're communicating to each other as we're preparing for him to leave uh, and live uh, in a schoolie and travel around um, and do the podcast remotely. So uh, I had to text him because he can't see me as we're speaking, but I look like a Supreme Court justice. Yes, she does. Um, because I have a blanket over me because it's chilly. So I just wanted to acknowledge that I have a literal, like, I'm going to hold it up. Kendall, you can't see at the moment, but it is a true um, blanket because uh, <laughs> I just wanted to address the elephant in the room before we move on. <laughs> Mrs. Because... Ward. <laughs> uh, Justice. Hello. Hello, Justice Ward. Hello. Hello. Never. Oh, I love the sound of that. Please. Never. Never, never, never. I have way too much emotion to handle any kind of justice system. Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. Way too much emotion. Mm. That might be exactly the kind of justice we need, though. Mm -mm. mm Mm-mm. They don't have enough pills for that, honey. They don't have enough enough alcohol, pills. They don't have anything that can calm me down enough to do that on a daily basis. Like, like, I'm against... uh, uh, capital punishment but then like he did what oh yeah uh-huh right over there just right over there i'm sorry um i'm against capital punishment but he told me my shoes look like shit <laughs> okay that's the, fine we're just gonna to um fry him that's fine he'll learn his lesson and so will the others <laughs> right anyway see this is why i should never be in a position of power okay <laughs> you get that power girl you get that power Oh my God. Wow. I derailed that. Sorry, everyone. Here we go. Okay. So I'm really happy that you had one that just spoke to you. It doesn't matter that it was one that was assigned to you, uh, a book, or if it was just one that you found on your own, it doesn't matter. It's just something that as you were growing and learning and in this really awkward place where every teenager is, you found something. So I'm just going to say for the record, not to call out Greg, um, my husband, but not to be uh, that person, but... Um, I asked him today as I was writing these notes um, what books stuck with him, you know, because I just wanted to get the research. I wanted to collect like a consensus and if there was something. And he said, well, the only book I remember having to read was To Kill a Mockingbird. So I said, oh, like, is it was there any special reason that that resonated with you? And he was like, no, I just remember having to read it. (laughs) No, like, I don't even remember anything that it was about. I don't know. Boo Radley. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Okay. Is that how you are? What is yours? Uh, So, good question. Thank you, sir. Thank you, you gentlemen, for asking. Um, For me, it was uh, a separate piece, which was written by John Knowles. No relation to Beyonce. (laughs) Oof. That would have been a lot of money. Different Knowles. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really, really loved this book. And I didn't read. I was not a reader of assigned books. When I was in any, like, middle school or high school, I didn't do that. I didn't. I I was very much a player of the system. And how much can I get away with by yes. just cheating, like, and pretending like I knew what the story was, right? Me too. Because uh, I didn't want to sit down and read it. <laughs> well, and, like, you've got five classes. And at each class wants you to read three different textbooks and then you, a book. And I'm like, dude. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That is exactly right. And like, it was overwhelming enough. And then if it was a book that you maybe weren't initially drawn to in the first place, because you're like, I don't know, they're just throwing this in front of me. I have no idea what this is even about. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I will not be doing this. Thank you for your time. I will not be doing this. Um, so just that said, that's who I was. But a separate piece was something It was the first book that ever really spoke to me. So um, I really loved the old timey boarding school setting. And I listen, I'm not alone in this. I'm not original in this. That's part of the reason Harry Potter did so well, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, is because like that scenery is very entrancing to people. They love the idea of like going away to boarding school, um, particularly Americans who don't have to go away to boarding school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they X-Men. love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. X-Men. X-Men is another example. They go away to this like 
uh, Xavier School for the Gifted, Special right? School, right. And there's this romance about you're there and there are dorms and whatever. It's this college feel, but like richer. Yeah. So I vibed with that fiction. I liked that feeling. And um, spoiler alert about this book, but listen, it came out in 1959. You had your chance. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spoil it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like. Pause it and read it. You, you had 70, a thousand years. I don't know. Right. It was the first time that I connected with like the metaphorical dots in a story. So what I mean is there's this teenager. His name's Gene. He's in this bougie prep school in New Hampshire. He makes a new friend named Finney, Phineas, but Finney. Gene gets super insecure and ends up being the cause of breaking his best friend's leg, Finney. And I feel like it's because he fell out of a tree. I can't really remember, but I feel like that's true. Anyway, uh, like he pushed him out of a tree or something. Anyway, it turns out later that Finney dies from like the bone shards of his broken leg traveling up his bloodstream into his heart. So this was the first time reading a book that I was like, wait a minute. And I figured it out on my own. So Gene was jealous literally broke Finney's heart. Like, literally broke it. Like, he broke his friend's heart by being so jealous and ruining this beautiful friendship that they had. And I was like, oh, my God, I figured it out. I figured it out. And I did it all on my own, and I was super proud of myself. So, anyway, mark this day, I said, like, 13 or whatever the fuck I was. Oh my God, this is monumental. So that was my, that was my moment. And that was a really long way to say that, but available. Okay. So on to the drink of the episode. Catcher in the rye. Okay. We're going to have some rye whiskey. Yeah, you knew it. You knew it. I don't know. I can't fool you, honey. (laughs) But I know about booze. (laughs) Uh, and you know about puns, because obviously. Okay, so it says one and a half ounces rye. It says Sazerac six year, but I don't know. That sounds expensive. I have no idea what that is. So one and a half ounce rye um, whiskey, one ounce Amontillado sherry, half ounce Tarani Amer. Don't know what that is either. Mm-mm. Don't have it in my in my uh liquor cabinet either quarter ounce grand marnier and then one dash of abbott's bitters so this sounds very whiskey like dark i mean you got you got whiskey you got sherry you got grand marnier and -hmm. bitters like this is this is not going to be something that's this is going to be your bitter at the world and you're going to have it and it's going to warm your blood and calm you down (laughs) right but to be painful but like that pain you deserve yeah, you know what? It, it's a self-inflicted kind of right. wound that you're yes. going to put on yourself. This is not a margarita on the beach, okay? Right. There's a time and right. place for everything. Yeah. You know what? A mood. A mood for everything. This is That's like right. a in a dark prep school library, <laughs> and you hate everyone, but you're so entitled anyway. Right. You hate being a white man at the it's top of the pillow. It's been so fucking hard it's been so hard i am a white man and i am 16 years old and, and i'm I, magical and i had to get up for my rowing lesson on the potomac at 6 a.m and life is so hard anyway <laughs> anyway and my friend did a startup company and he's leaving for california okay anyway leave it leave it okay Anyway, stir with ice and strain into a cocktail glass. Garnish with an orange twist. So this definitely feels like, again, like a man's drink to me. Uh, not to be sexist about it, but like, what? <laughs> sounds like something in that taste. you would have yes. in your cigar room. Okay. When you're bitching about the world and the women <laughs> in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Here we go. Let's make fun of some books that people either worked really hard on to read or wrote a paper about while they were stupid drunk. So let's let's do this. Okay. Let's do it. 
The Great Gatsby. Where do you sit on the familiarity spectrum of The Great Gatsby? Movie, book, anything. Yeah. Um, a literal none. Nothing? I haven't seen the movie. I haven't read the book. Okay. I don't know anything about it. And I've heard that I would really, really dig the book. But I've got nothing. Okay. Okay. I like coming into this with some background on your side of it. So I am going to be honest with you. I did not really vibe with this book at the time when I read it okay. in high school. I uh, was like, I don't know, I, you know, blah, blah, rich people, they have parties and then someone gets hit by a car. I don't know. Uh, uh, what? It's not giving anything away. Don't worry. But um, oh no, girl, ruin it. I had, I had 75 years. <laughs> no worries no worries it's fine who is it we don't know um but i will say when i got older i read it again and i understood kind of like its depths and i really liked it so okay yeah no i did i just needed to kind of grow up before i could register what the you know my english class was trying to throw at me <laughs> i got you i, like I wasn't that. there i was slow to right. develop okay it's fine right. we were we were preoccupied yeah, we were we were young for our age. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, actually, there's a lot of beauty. There's a lot of tragedy in The Great Gatsby. So, for one, um, in the story, there's a there's a light um, on the other side of the dock. And again, I'm not giving anything away. I'm being very careful, just for people who you haven't can. read it yet, or f- just in case you hadn't. So, I'm glad um, that you still have this to look forward to. But um, there's this light at the end of the dock of this, of Gatsby's like estate, um, which is a really, really beautiful metaphor for um, the process, in my opinion, the process of like longing for your goal. Just, you see that light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. It's, it's across the river or the lake or whatever. And it's just this thing that you can't reach, but you're aiming for it. And it's, it's a very well-written piece in that sense. And then, um, you know, okay, there's Jay Gatsby. He, um, is the Leonardo DiCaprio in the commercials, right? Of the like right. and the gifts that we all send to each other of like cheers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, his name uh, in the in the book was actually James Gatz, and he tried to go to school. He dropped out because he hated having to be um, like a janitor or something to pay the bills. So anyway, read the book. He falls in love with like this very privileged girl named Daisy, and then we all do what we're designed to do. Like, all the characters in this story behave in the way that they are designed and predisposed to behave, I think. Okay. Um, and it's a good, I mean, it's a good story. And you know what else? It, I don't think it's particularly long. I think it's a pretty short book. Um, okay. So it's something you could eat up easily in a weekend or something. Okay. Okay, I tell you what, I will. I am, and I think I've said this for, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months now. I'm halfway through the stand. Oh my god, I mean, ten months is like, not even like ten, like, the thing is a fucking ten Bibles in one. It's It's so long. It's like two thousand pages. Sanity. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna do it to prove it to myself, and I don't have the like, I can't like jump from one to another, and then jump back. So on the bus, it is like in top priority for me to get through the stand so that I can read other things because I have other things that I want to read and I'll add the Gatsby to that list. I've got like six or, mm, I'd be like 10 books I've taken with me, but I can mix it in there too. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. And I think too, like enjoy, if you don't have time or the energy to read it, I mean, you can always watch the movies. They're not the same. You always know like a movie right. and a book is different, but because they yeah. take their artistic liberties, but like, you know, watch the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. It's not terrible. I mean, I don't know. They definitely did some like, it felt very, I can't remember, but it felt very Baz Luhrmann, like uh, the director. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But whatever, it, read it, watch the movie. Just, I think you're going to enjoy the story. Um, but no, no, for like back to our last episode, like seven is seven always first. 
if I have to throw, like, do I have a vote on the island or, like, do I have to throw away a Baby, vote it's or, your like, island. vote someone off? Because, I mean, I'll vote everything off and you need to watch seven. We'll go back to everything else. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll do both. Actually, I'm, in, I'm genuinely interested in, in Gatsby. I Like, if we were talking about, like, Kite Runner, I'd be like, I don't know. But, like, Gatsby, I'm interested. It's good. I mean, it's definitely, it's a sweet, beautiful, sad story. So, you know, when you're feeling in that mood. Me. Okay. Meh. Cool. Go for it. Okay. So, and like all the people that are listening that are like, I've read it. And like, she's doing no justice to explain <laughs> what this is. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Next book. To Kill a Mockingbird. Greg's favorite, not really. It's the only one he even remembers that was assigned to him. He was <laughs> Which apparently means asleep something. in class. You're right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, are you familiar with this or not? Yes. yes. You are. Okay. Yes. So, we've got a lawyer. We've got kids. We've got a creepy neighbor, Brew Radley. Um, it was published one year after a separate piece was, actually, just fun fact, my favorite. Wow. Um, and this book seems to be the favorite of a lot of people to kill a mockingbird. Um, there's a historian that actually said his name's Joseph Crispino. Anyway, he says, um, quote, in the 20th century, to kill a mockingbird is probably the most widely read book dealing with race in America. And its wow. main character, Atticus Finch, the most enduring fictional image of racial heroism. Wow. Yeah. That's a. An, an historian said that so come on okay yeah I we mean, should be better off if that's mm-hmm. true mm-hmm. but so for how much everyone seemed to love it there were many who also wanted it removed from classrooms during the 50s 60s like whatever uh because of its racial labeling um but it's still considered by some to be the book Every adult should read before they die ahead of the Bible. Oh, shit. Okay, work. Listen. I like that. I mean, it didn't speak to me in that sense. I mean, I read it. <laughs> it was it was fine. It was it was a good book, but like I wasn't like and, and like listen, I'm not also I'm not also like either saying like the Bible is like on the top like oh, I don't right. care. I didn't read the whole Bible. It's a lot of right. people walking in the desert and there's a lot of stuff that doesn't happen. But I'm just saying, it's not a very enthralling narrative. <laughs> right. It's but not that. Yeah. It's yeah. not. But um, but the To Kill a Mockingbird was like, it didn't speak to me like extra special because, I, I mean, there, I thought there were a little bit of holes in it, but like, mm, it's fine. Mm, it's fine. Okay. So, Shots fired. Come on, holes. I remember very, fine. very little. I remember... That just recently, I think it was Jeff Daniels did it on Broadway. Yes. And I was Good. dying yes. to get a glimpse of that, but you know. Okay. Yes. Good job. Yes, that is right. So lightning round summary. Okay. Atticus the lawyer defends Tom Robinson, who um, is accused of rape. Tom's a black man. And uh, the alleged uh, rape victim is a white woman. So... This is all told through the perspective of Atticus's kid, his daughter, Scout. Um, the town is basically like, why is your dad defending this black guy, though? Because, like, he's black oh. and, like, obviously should be guilty of everything that he's ever, um, poten- like, every sin that any white person could ever think of, the could black person do. probably did it. Right. Um, so... I mean, they say it in a different way. They use a little bit of um, some some um, N-favored mm-hmm. language, mm-hmm. which is just the gem in the crown of white society that makes me so proud. It's just crazy to have no melanin so... in my skin. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> fucking people. Anyway, fucking people. Yeah, I mean, it's bullshit. Anyway, I'm being sarcastic for anybody who's <laughs> <laughs> not looking at my face right now. Listen, yeah. 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 Ugh, fuck off, everybody. So, okay. Meanwhile, the fucking villagers try to lynch Tom because, 
make America great again or something. <laughs> and you heard me. Yeah. You, and yeah. Scout, the fucking 10 year old or whatever she is, is the only adult in the situation trying to make people see reason. Okay. Okay. As, yeah, as yeah, a 10 year old. was like, Vaguely guys, let's, let's calm down. <laughs> yes. Cute. Cute look. Uh, anyway. It turns out uh, the, like, accused, oh, sorry, the, not accused, the uh, alleged victim is just white trash. Actually, quote white trash. I, I did not look this up, but it's potentially the first time that white trash was ever used, and I, wow. commend, I commend for that. Yeah. If Put we're that inventing in, that, that's Put a good that in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. <laughs> okay. Anyways. I feel like I've done that with my friends and my friends have done that with me where we throw a piece of paper at each other and it's like, what did you do? And it's like, I'm throwing, like, I'm throwing something about white trash. Like, I'm putting it in the white trash. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a funny, that's a funny joke. Anyway. I just okay. know people who are white trash and there's plenty of them to go around. <laughs> there's I no shortage. I white trash. Yeah. Listen, there's not a lot to do Dude. when you're white trash except for breed more white trash. So, it's fine. <laughs> You heard me. Okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> anyway, it turns out she's white trash, um, and she lied about being raped by Tom. Uh, but guess what? Tom's convicted anyway. And when he tries to escape from prison, he's shot and killed. Mm-mm. So, neat. Cool. Neat. Yeah. It's very inspiring. And they wanted it out of the classrooms because... So they wanted it out of the classrooms because there was a lot of um, racial labeling going on. Like, especially when the town was like, why are, why is your father, Scout, why is your father defending this N-word? Okay. Cute. So I think as time went on, they were like, there's a lot of aggression. But from my, if I may be so bold... From my perspective, this is a really important story to teach people about how to see that there was injustice, is injustice, and how we have to overcome injustice. It's not just, it's, I don't mean to be preachy about it. I'm not interested in like getting on a soapbox. I'm really not, but I just am speaking my opinion. I think that we have to see the ugly and we cannot forget the ugly that people have done to people if we have any room to move forward right if you just say everything's fine like it's fine now like we're friends now how dare you that is not appropriate you don't say that that to a person who is abused right like you don't say in an abusive relationship like everything's fine now because i'm going to treat you better right Mm, no No. we're gonna have to acknowledge and heal from a lot of shit and you're going to have to participate in that healing process. Right? Definitely. Definitely. So, I was, I, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think that's spot on. I just, this is, uh, I'll make it quick. There was like, I just watched this movie. It's a new movie called A Way Out. And it's like these young kids are out ha- hiking in Appalachia and the townsfolk are like crazy animal barbarians. And the millennials are looking for a way out, right? They, yeah. they, they get trapped or whatever and all of these reviews and like rotten tomatoes and all this shit were like really poor reviews from people because they were like here goes liberal hollywood elites again trying to make middle america sound like a bunch of bum fucks and like i watched the movie and it was just like it was so it's a shit movie the, the end was very fun but like it so was not about that but people, Americans, are so fucking triggered. And it's funny to me. It's like, it's typically people calling other people snowflakes that are the ones that are so fucking triggered. That, mm-hmm. like, this thing that had nothing to do with them at all, they go out of their way to be like, that's liberal elites putting us down. And mm. I wonder if what's happening what's happened in the, the, I was just curious is like if, if, if the um, to, to kill a mockingbird, if the reaction was like 
similar to that, to where it's like you're exposing our children to almost righteousness that we don't want them exposed to. I guess that's incredibly biased. They wouldn't see it as righteousness. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I don't think they would see it as righteous. Like, you know, it's it's not so black and white. Everybody's the hero of their own story, right? So I think it's definitely more like we don't, don't want make this conflict because it's just going to exacerbate the tensions between the races is what somebody gotcha. on the very conservative side would say. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And then on and then on the uh, more liberal side, I think they would say something like, "No, we should be exposing what happened because this story by Harper Lee was actually based on a similar, not not specific individuals, but based on a similar experience that she had um, as a child, as a ten year old, right. like being scout in this story. Right. So it's not yeah. something that she just pulled out of her ass and had the entitlement as a white lady to say. It was something that she experienced in some way and was like uh this has some poetic reason to tell like we should tell this story and and make sure that other people understand it so um i'm so i'm so tired of the like divisive like pick up the trigger like pick up you know be quick to the trigger and you really hit it on the head like you know there are people who are so quick to be like wait like let me find a reason to invalidate this and it's like why don't you just give it a chance i mean if it's not for you it can be not for you but it doesn't have to mean social injustice and all the wrongs of everything that you've ever believed in ever it can just not be for you (laughs) exactly you know and then the people yes. who get some meaning out of it, let it be there for them and calm the fuck be. down and be quiet. Yes. There was, I was just uh, talking to a friend that they, they were telling me about this book or a blog. Have you ever heard of um, what, what, what I was doing while you were breeding? <gasps> no, but now I'm intrigued. She, yeah. She was saying that there, it was a blog and then it became a book. I think I might have that backwards. Um, and it's this girl that was doing some like solo traveling and she said, I found, when I found the discussion boards, I was so entrenched in it because, like, it was so crazy to me how the women attacked her because they felt demeaned by th- her saying, her her putting them down as, like, well, you're just breeding and I'm out here traveling and da-da-da-da-da. And she was like, it's just so... It's just another example of people that that triggered. Like, you're just so quick to the punch when if you would just probably, like, if you both, if you wrote something and she wrote something and you both swapped, you'd probably both learn something great. Right. Exactly. You know, did you ever hear, I'm sure you probably heard this before, but, like, God gave us two ears and one mouth, so you listen twice as much as as you talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or you're supposed to. Anyway, yeah. So this one's a very contentious one, especially today. Like it translates to a very like poignant um, place, right? Like um, it's not, we're not over it. And like this was in the 1950s or whatever. Um, So there's, okay. So what ends up happening in this, in this story is um, long story short, again, spoilers guys, but like you had a minute, so I'm not sorry. Uh, (laughs) Is um, the neighbor who's like super, uh, I don't know, an introvert uh, vibing, vibing with him, especially in 2020, (laughs) Boo Radley. Um, Everybody's afraid of him, uh, whatever. He ends up like saving the kids like Scout and I think, Jem is the other name of the kid. Uh, anyway, saves the two kids um, from like one of the bigots that's like coming at them. Uh, because remember, their dad is the lawyer defending the black guy. Right. And um, uh, so there's this quote on Wikipedia that I really liked. So it says, the sheriff decides that um, to protect Boo's privacy, he will report that Yule simply fell on his own knife during the attack rather than like Boo stabbed him or that Jem, the kid, stabbed him. Because I think, okay. I feel like the kid might have done it. Um, but anyway, the point is the sheriff decides that to protect Boo's privacy, he will report that Yule simply fell on his own knife. And I feel like they write this in a way that the sheriff is like a good guy. Mm hmm. But that's not honest, is it? And like, if 
I'm so, I'm sorry to be that person. Sorry, not sorry. But if Boo was the black neighbor. Right. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to turn it into something that it isn't, but it does make me wonder that how that would ever happen, how that would happen if Boo was a black man. It, it wouldn't happen. Right. The, the sheriff would have been like, listen, we'll protect him. He saved these kids. I hope, I hope. Right, you can hope. People would be, be good. Whole, right. Seems to be the whole point of the story that people aren't. And so this it's is just a, a compounding example of people getting away with things that they shouldn't. And it's, it's there's a racial divide here. And like, exactly. I, I know they didn't mean it this way. I mean, Harper Lee didn't write it this way. Like, she was just trying to be like, oh, this like, like crazy guy, like help the kids. So like, we're going to do a solid for you. Wink, wink, like, you know, whatever. But it's just interesting to me in a story that's so racially tense. Mm -hmm. That That here's some white privilege on top. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't think they meant as white privilege. I think it was just like, oh, and then like, oh, thanks. You did a good thing. Like wink, you, you know. anyway take that away go do your homework uh (laughs) interesting okay yeah so i i i just when i looked back at that for these for this research i felt a little because again just in the time that we live in now i saw it differently than i did you know in whatever 2001 Uh, (laughs) oh hell yeah yeah so okay moving on so on that happy note we are now on to another tragedy, which is Romeo and Juliet. Super quick on this one. Don't worry. Um, here's what I remember from this. Uh, also, Leonardo DiCaprio, two for three. We've got Great okay. Gatsby. We've okay. got Great Gatsby and we've got Romeo and Juliet. Eh? He's got a monopoly. He's yeah. got the McDonald's monopoly. Okay. 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 Uh, Shakespeare's version, I remember, is like, uh, do, uh, first of all, are you familiar with Romeo and Juliet? Did you cover that at all in school? I mean, like, I think we read it six times and I don't <laughs> fucking remember anything. I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, the, like, the, the thing to remember. But, like, between Macbeth and that and, like, any other Shakespeare, I'm like, fuck me, girl. I don't know. I well, just and Shakespeare's another language, right? I mean, literally, Shakespeare's another language. So you gotta, like... Tune in. And also, if you're 16 or whatever it is, 15, it is very fucking hard to do. Absolutely. When I watch Shakespeare now, which is not often at all, uh, and also when Greg's not around because he doesn't, he can't handle it and he doesn't speak (laughs) Shakespeare, um, I'll turn it on. I have to turn the subtitles on because Uh it's not because of the accents or whatever, like I'm totally fluent and understanding the accents it's about the language and i cannot follow the story if i don't see the words in front of me because it's going too fast for my brain to handle and um that's just the way shakespeare is but okay so here's what i remember from this uh a rose by any other name would smell as sweet um and uh that's just i think juliet said that and it just means if you were named Romeo or uh, fucking Rick it Ralph, you'd be just <laughs> as hot to me. That's what it means. That's okay. all it means. So take some deciphering. Yeah, I can translate. <laughs> <laughs> I can translate the Shakespeare for you. Let's do a Shakespeare episode. <laughs> I will translate line by everything. line because I wouldn't have gotten that. I would have been like, <laughs> oh my I'm not God. into you. I'm only into you because of your name. People will <laughs> Which is... be limited if I did that. Okay. <laughs> so, in this story, we've got star-crossed lovers. That's where it comes from, that star-crossed lovers thing. The dueling families, the Montagues and the Capulets. Um, we hate you. Okay, cool. Um, and yet these two found a way to bring their horny teenageness together, right? And Come like on. in these two families that hate each other. So fate. <laughs> um, long story short, um, we can't be together. No one gets us, but um, we're going to be together anyway. Um, we'll sneak around on Snapchat. A paraphrase. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. I lost my earpiece again for the seventh time. <laughs> um, now, okay. So fast forward. 
Juliet's dead. Oh no! Romeo poisons himself and lays next to her in a very, um, you know, emotional teenage gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, but wait, Juliet's not dead. Whoopsie <gasps> daisy. Wait, okay, fuck. I don't remember any of this. Really? Yeah, really. So, okay. So, yeah, let me slow down. So, Juliet is dead, we think. Oh, no. Romeo is like, I am going to kill myself. I'll I take the poison. I'll kill myself. I'm going to lay next to her because I don't want to live without her. So as he's dying, Juliet wakes up because she's not really dead. It was a trick for like her family or whatever. And then like classic mix up. (laughs) Fucking hell. Whoopsie daisy. So Juliet wakes up refreshed and ready Uh -uh. for a mimosa. Mm -mm. Well rested. Well rested. Her hair is perfect. The sun is beaming. Um. And when she sees Romeo is dead next to her, she does the next reasonable thing that you do. Um, And we'll talk about her age in a second. She takes uh, his knife that he just carries around, because as you do, um, and stabs herself to death to be with him. So, whoop, whoop, whoop. I mean, (laughs) he thought she was dead. She thought he was dead. She's dead. Now they're both dead. Yeah. So... I just want to add the little detail that Julia is 13 years old in this. Jesus. And Shakespeare never gave a specific age to Romeo, but they guess it's around 16. It could be as old as 21, so that's a little gross. I mean, 21 and 13 a is a little bit statutory, a little but, you know, yeah. whatever. Different times, you know. Yes. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. Okay, that's fine. One. Anyway, note. so that's that's Romeo and Juliet. I mean, that's the that's the vibe. I mean, there's some other characters and things that happen along the way. Hilarity ensues. You have a good time, and then and everyone now. ends up fucking dead. But that's the story. Spoilers. I just you just reminded me with the statutory rape thing. This is so off topic, but I'm like so fast. <laughs> yeah. My God, I was such a sneaky little queer bag. Not really. So gross. So I had girlfriends in high school, obviously, because I wasn't gay. Mm -hmm. And obviously not. Obviously not. I mean, my God. Until you chose to be, right. And then I chose it because it just looked easier. (laughs) You know, it just looked like it was more fun. And um, so I had a younger much younger girlfriend at one point in high school i think i was in high school and she was in middle school so thank you for that she was in like (laughs) eighth grade when i was in like ninth something like that and in my head i was like this is a great excuse to never touch her that's cute i can't touch you or kiss you because your mom could get mad at me at any second and she could say that i uh, i did statutory rape Way and to, really way just, to like, work the system to... that was already against you. <laughs> I feel like you found a loophole in that contract, honey. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll leave that out. Yeah. No, that's kind of amazing. I love that. I love it. Um, okay. So, um, next story. We're almost done here, but next story. Lord of the Flies. Did you read that? Or yes. Like... Fuck okay. yes. Okay, so you know then that it's just kids stranded without parental supervision. Yes. They establish their own hierarchy, I think maybe based on strength instead of reason, and they end up killing each other. I don't know. Right. I paraphrase again. (laughs) But the gist. There you go. You've read it. I told you the story. You've read it. (laughs) It's as good as as read. You don't have to even read it. (laughs) Um, So, okay. I, how did you feel about this book before I jump in? What, how, what were your thoughts, feelings, emotions? So like if whatever you're about to tell me, I'll be like, I totally don't remember that. And, but my memory of the book is It's more about an emotional feeling. Like, do you recall it? Yes. I remember really liking it. It's very up my alley because it's like survivor, Mm -hmm, kids on an island, hierarchy is this also the one where there's no is this the one where there's hunters on the island hunting the people hunting the Mm -mm. men Mm -mm. what is that 
the most dangerous game. That's maybe? what I'm. Yes, yeah, I like both a short of those. Story. I think those both kind of hit the same little mark in my heart. That's okay. That's okay. No, so this one is these kids are all kind of like abandoned on this island, and the the whole idea, as I interpret in my own brain, is that you got nobody watching what happens, right? You've got right. these kids that are um, starting to like manifest what people tend to do in a in a survivor situation. So you've got some that take the lead, you've got some that naturally follow. Um, and it's an interesting kind of like false case study, like fictional case study in that right. um, idea of like how people will sort of fall in line even when they're really little to, you know, behave a certain way. Yeah. Yes. And like kids specifically. Yeah. I mean, they are kids. They're really, really young. And um, so I think it's supposed to be a metaphor for all, like all people when nobody's looking, like I said, Um, how will you devolve or evolve? And what will you do for that? you know, evolution or devolution. I don't know if that's a word. Here we are. Hmm? Don't know. Loud and proud. Mm-hmm. Loud and proud. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one character in particular that gets killed for being like the anxious, cutie, little overeater, like whatever, that we're all in a stressful <laughs> situation, okay? So Literally. I'm not triggered. You're triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, his name's Peggy, and that should be my name because it's been a I long fucking quarantine. Okay, yes. So, okay. Um, again, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Um, but I'll put that in the show notes. Like spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> all the spoilers. Um, but um, I have a quote here about it. So Piggy is like again, like the anxious one. I love this quote, uh, like, so, so much because it sums it up it perfectly. And it takes me right back to high school when I actually skimmed <laughs> the chapters. That's right. Um, it says, he's, he's the voice of reason. Piggy is killed because he's the voice of reason in a small world, meaning, like, this, this tiny little island world going mad and therefore he must be crushed to allow anarchy to reign unchecked i'm gonna read that one more time because it is Mm -hmm. very good gorgeous profound yeah piggy is killed the character piggy is killed because he's the voice of reason in a small world going mad and therefore he must be crushed to allow anarchy to reign unchecked yep pretty cool for a little kid's book about you know Kids being stranded on an island. Yeah. That's uh, some shit I'm into. Uh, yeah. It's a very good book. And there are some interesting parallels to what we are living today. <laughs> Gonna leave it there. Just drop it. Just, there it is. Run away. The grenade has been dropped. <laughs> That's right. We are, here at Amateur Intellectuals, we are selling reason for five ninety nine plus shipping mm-hmm. and handling. You'll pull your head out of your ass. That's right, babe. But if you want crazy, we got that for free. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. So, again, another book worth a reread if, you, mm-hmm. if you've if you read it or if you want to read it again. Because I do think that there are some very interesting um, survivor, but also, like, the end justifies the means kind of stuff going on in there. Like, I'll do yeah. whatever it takes to get Just what to get I need there. to get. Yeah. Um. And there's just uh, I don't know. It tell it tells an interesting story there. Yeah. Um. Okay. So again, almost done here. Just a couple. Just a couple quick more, and then we're done. Um. Catcher in the Rye. So the name of our drink, and also this is uh, a book. <laughs> more importantly, it's the name of a cocktail, <laughs> but uh, it also happens to be the name of a book. <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. I never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with this? Where do you stand on this one? I have no idea. I, I think that I was supposed to read an AP English my freshman year, and I don't think I even touched it. 
That's okay. I really, really struggled to, again, read anything in high school. So I don't know how much I actually read. Um, maybe 5% of the actual assigned readings. But this one hit me very differently at different times in my life. I thought this was super interesting. So I think I was swept away again by the prep school vibe for some reason. I don't know why, but that whole Harry Potter slash a separate piece thing we just talked about. Right. Holden Caulfield is the main character of this, of this book. And he's this tortured entitled little shit. As you can tell, my perspective has changed. <laughs> I've gotten older. Um, teenage me, for some reason, was like, hell yeah, I get it. Holding okay. Garfield. And it. then, yeah, well, I just thought like, oh, he's so angsty. Like, angsty means like squirmy and like angry and teenage dumb and whatever. I'm like, get it. Like, you've got this. And then I attempted to read it again in my 30s, and I was I struggled even to get through the first chapter because I was like, this is such a whiny little shit, and like he has no idea what life even is, and this entitled little piece of shit wants to tell me that his life is hard. I don't even know. I like throw down, take my earrings off. Fight a six-year-old. I will fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of the Applebee's, okay? I love it. Mm -hmm. Anyway. You don't know what hard is. Yeah. You don't know what hard is. Exactly. Anyway, I will meet you at the dumpsters at Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) So... He's just this hipster before the word hipster was invented, but like insuffer, not hipster in the sense that like hopeful, hipster in the sense of like, I'm miserable for, it's because it's, it's interesting. Like that kind of a hipster. Right. Yes. So for instance, he hates his brother who becomes like this Hollywood screenwriter, but he's also super into his brother for writing Hollywood movies. So which is it? Right. Anyway, it's fine. He's growing up. Whatever. I don't care. Moving on. I really loved this story when I was young. And then I read it again and I was really disillusioned. How Um, interesting. Really. It it was probably my favorite. I mean, I was like, I was like, Kendall, I was like telling people. I was like telling people that this was my favorite (laughs) For 10 For like years. years. And then I went back and read it and was like, oh my God, how many people do I have to call right now and explain the situation? Um, Oof. Ugh, anyway. Okay, so there were these um, two guys that made a biography of J.D. Salinger, who's the author of Catcher in the Rye. And they said that the Catcher in the Rye can best be understood as a disguised war novel. Salinger witnessed the horrors of World War II, but rather than writing a combat novel, he took the trauma of war and embedded it within what looked like to the naked eye, a coming of age novel. Interesting. I disagree, but listen, I love World War II stories. I love, I mean, oh my God, Atonement is another one that's just a masterpiece of a book and a movie, but we're not going to get into that. Um, Like, I love World War II stuff. I love the, the, like, people persevering through adversity i don't feel like that's what was done here but that wasn't it uh, listen i um change my mind change my (laughs) world change my mind write us email us i am willing to hear your opinions until then i'm right so moving on (laughs) i agree with you because i don't think i'm going to read it after hearing your um lovely review i don't think that it's going to be worth yeah i mean you do you but it <laughs> right. was i just felt he was so whiny and bitchy and i feel like it's hard for everyone and you're very self-centered and mm. you feel like nobody else is struggling and you just your struggle is like the struggle and it's not like right. honey no it's not not in boarding school Mm-mm. no i mean at prep school calm yeah. down you're in new england like cool it Somebody's cooking for you. Like, what? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Next. Next. Moving the page <laughs> very aggressively. The Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Have you read this book before? Are you familiar with it? Where do you yes. stand? I'm, yeah. I'm, I did read it. I remember, I 
think I think I remember most of it. Okay, okay, okay. There was also a movie with Demi Moore in it. Yes. Yes. Cameron Which... Diaz. What? No. Was it Demi Moore? Demi Moore. Was Cameron Diaz? The, it was the, that was the other one. School teacher, but something A. Uh, I mean, Easy A was with Emma Stone. Okay, a that's what I'm thinking that of. They should teach in schools. But Cameron Diaz was bad teacher. I'm I'm trying to follow. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all over the place. I do remember this book though. <laughs> okay, well, I will tell you right now. Cameron Diaz did nothing of literature. (laughs) Like anything that you would read in high school or think was Shakespearean, Cameron was not a part of. (laughs) Miles, light years from, yes. I don't mean that as a judgment to Cameron Diaz, but Uh it's just what it was, you know? Okay. (laughs) Just so we all know her place. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, Scarlet Letter. Uh, New America, Puritan situation, so that means anything that felt good was obviously wrong and sinful, and fire and brimstone, you should burn in hell. Um, We've got good old girl Hester Prynne. Nothing says a sexy name like Hester. Mm, Woof. Hester. Hester. Um, 1600s Massachusetts um, is where this happened. Um, she got preggers without her husband, who was not around. So, gasp, how did she get pregnant <laughs> if her husband was not around? How could she possibly have done that? And it wasn't the devil. Or was it the I devil? I know. It was who the knows? Lord. It was, what do they call that? Uh, they call that, this is the day the Lord has made. And no, no, the no, baby no. will be glad in it, or something. Yes, 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 yes. The, when, what do they call it? Oh, my God, I can't believe I've forgotten. The miraculous... Mm. Yeah, the miraculous conception. conception. Immaculate. Sorry, sorry. Immaculate, immaculate conception. conception. That's My what happened. Shouting at this podcast right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry, Mom. I got it. I got there. So you're slut either a punch. saint or you're a slut. So in her case, she's a <laughs> slut. Yes. Um, also, in addition to being pregnant somehow mysteriously, um, she was also pretty, so God help her. God love her, God help her. Um, because n- I don't know if you know this, but, like, neighbors are going to hate on you extra uh-huh. if you're pretty and you somehow got pregnant. Like, obviously, there's some cahoots with the devil that you must be doing, or you're just a sinful lady because you couldn't right. possibly be having a life in your own situation. So, ah, anyway. Um, she was tortured and uh, put to public humiliation because, wait for it, it turns out that the local reverend was the baby's daddy. Love and um, she didn't ever say that that's who the baby's father was because she loved him. So, instead of shaming him so he could stay under the cloak and do his thing that he does... She suffered all the humiliation, including the townspeople's hate. Um, Side note, also, just noticing, mobs are also a theme in a lot of these books. Noticing all the mobs that are coming at people (laughs) to lynch and burn at the stake and stuff. Just saying. Animals. Seems to be a recurring theme. Just saying. animals. Uh, Also on island. On the island. Yes. Uh Yes. Um, So then... Um, she's forced to wear, uh, an A, like the letter A, sewn into her clothes, which stands for adultery, a.k.a. sluttery, is mm-hmm. what we would call it today mm-hmm. in the vernacular. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we sluttery. celebrate that shit. Mm. She's a sluttery maid. Um, <laughs> she, uh, conjures slut magic. She is a slut witch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, even though she thought she was a widow, the fact that she, you know, got pregnant by anybody and was doing anything with anybody was, um, adultery. So, cool, 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 cool. Cool. It doesn't matter, obviously. I mean, it turns out that, like, her husband came back and he was all, like, messed up and stuff. But it doesn't matter. She thought he was dead at the time. So, mm, ain't no thing. Doesn't matter. You're a woman. You don't have an opinion. Burn her. Burn the witch. Right. Um... (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Somehow, like, through the story, she kind of found... She scrambled up some dignity. Uh, and I'm a little triggered on the double standard about this. Um, my my feminism quills come up a little bit. You know, they come out a little bit. But it's okay. Uh, anyway. Um... Yeah, so that's that story. Uh, good feel, good feel, good piece. Um, woman <laughs> taking the brunt of the society's abuse for a man uh, staying yeah. at dinner, but ain't no thing. It's fine. A lot of positive lessons built into these books, you know. I know. Really I feel become. like I feel like they're teaching us really good sound things. Like uh, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, pick it, pick a thing. Like you know, face public humiliation to stand by your man. Right. That is also a priest or whatever, a reverend who can't have you. Kill yourself for your significant other. That's also yeah. a cool one. Love it. Um, what else? Uh, also, um, when you're a kid, reason. you can kill another kid because you're justified. I mean, there's a whole, there's there's a whole slew of good morals to just take away yeah. fairy tales for the littles. And to be reading the same books for 50 years just makes so much sense. I know. Me too. Agreed. I totally agree. I think that is so true. So, okay. Here we go. That's all I have for my notes. However, here are the stories that I just wanted to acknowledge. And maybe we'll do a part two at some point if I feel like it. We'll see. Not going to lie. We'll see on our mood. (laughs) Okay. We've got Macbeth. Okay. Um. Just a good guy does horrible things. That's the, there you go. You read it. I, I'm Done. helping. I, it's Shakespeare. I, love I just Let's translated it. There you go. Yeah. Also, Michael Fassbender plays Macbeth in that's a recent thing. movie, and Wolf. That's the one to watch if uh. you are so inclined. Um, we've got Animal Farm. Uh, not unlike Lord of the Flies. In okay, the hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have that one. That one's in my like list list. So that one. Oh on wait, that wait, wait! You've got Animal Farm on your list. Yeah, Animal Farm is on, like, I have the book in my stack going in the bus soon. Oh, my God. Okay, awesome. Well, don't worry. I'm not giving anything away. This is, like, a next time list. This is, like, to okay. be continued. Okay. Um, so it's it's like Lord of the Flies in the sense that they've got it all figured out, except in the end they don't. Um, and in this case, Piggy doesn't die. It's more of a Pig Hitler situation. But Work. It, it's fine. It's fine. You'll, <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Don't worry. Um... 1984 yes um is another one hamlet uh yes. we had to read in high school frankenstein huckleberry finn the crucible here we go ready i'm gonna do it super fast um the crucible the odyssey the grapes of wrath pride and prejudice wuthering heights death of a salesman beowulf old man in the sea great expectations othello oedipus rex oof that's a doozy one um he has sex with his mother i also spoilers but you know it's very old it's fine uh jane Eyre, wonderful story dark really sad and weird but love it the giver and of mice and men so these are all the ones that i didn't even touch on but i put in my notes as i was starting to fill them in and i thought oh my gosh like another time we have to yeah. We have to run through these and touch up, like touch I on have them to because say, they're so interesting. I, some of um, them I haven't heard of, not ooh. heard of, but like some of them were definitely not on our lists. Well, and some of these too, like I wrote these as like a general, like this is what high schools read. I agree with yeah. you. I there were there were some that I never was exposed to. So, for instance, 1984. Everybody talks about 1984. No mm-hmm. class that I went through did I have to read 1984, nor did I have to read Frankenstein. I did read Hamlet. Mm-hmm. I did read Huck Finn. Did you? Yes. Okay. The but Crucible. Did you read The Crucible? No, and I didn't even know it was a book. I was going to I had to do a thesis. I, I don't have a master's, but I had to do a thesis. And yeah. I was going to name my project The Crucible and they were like what and they told me about the book and i was like oh didn't know that okay oh man the crucible uh, here we go ready if i had to do every one of these in one sentence the crucible (laughs) is a bunch of teenage girls get bored or hallucinogenic and make up a lot of shit and get a lot of people in trouble there you go done 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 nailed it one (laughs) sentence the odyssey 40 years and still a strong marriage. Done. <laughs> Grapes of Wrath. This the is grandpa. my favorite. 
<laughs> Grapes of Wrath, ready? Grandpa, we got to bury him on the side of the road and we'll never <laughs> see him again because we're poor and we are trying to survive. So goodbye, Grandpa. Done. Done. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Withering Heights, there's a ghost. Oh, we have a really um, weird sister dating relationship. Um, we're going to just sleep with each other anyway and be really sad about it. I'm not an animal, but I am an animal. The end. Done. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. I mean, <laughs> boom, roasted. Yep. Love Othello. That. Oh, my God. He's so well-traveled, and he's so, he's so interesting. And then he kills her. Okay, done. <laughs> Give me a hard one. <laughs> Never heard a hard one. Sorry. I am on a, I am on a um, rant. But that is it. That is it for now. Um, maybe we'll do more. Maybe not, because I just fucking, like, blazed through <laughs> you, you did it in the speed round. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did. <laughs> I love are. it. Thank you. That was awesome. And I, I shit you not, I'm definitely adding Lord of the Flies. Do it. On the road. Yeah, definitely on the road. I want to read that again because I remember loving it. And probably the other one, The World's Most Dangerous Game or whatever. You um, know what? Lord of the Flies also, if I remember correctly, is not a long book at all. I don't think it is. Mm-mm. I don't either. And I have, I already have Old Man in the Sea in my list. Oh, yeah. Also. Old like, Man in the Sea. Book. Yep, yep. You just mentioned that one. And I did not hear you mention Moby Dick, but I feel like Moby Dick might have been middle school. Oh, okay. So Moby Dick, I never read. Um, I didn't read it in middle school or high school, but it should be on this list. But I, I didn't add it. I think. Did you read it in first. middle school? I want to Call say me Ishmael. Like I know the first line of it. That's all. Seventh grade-ish middle school, yeah. Eighth grade-ish what? middle school. We I'm read um, Old Man in the Sea in ninth grade. And um, I'll tell you, I, I might see it differently when I'm a grown-up now. But in yeah. ninth grade, I was very much like, when the fuck is he going to land? <laughs> There's a lot of him narrating in his diary. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe as an adult, it would be a very different experience. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I heard it was like a must, a must do. So I've got, I've got to get through the fucking stand, and I'm well on my way. But many of these that we've talked about, I, 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 we we can circle back on soon. Yeah, we will. We should. I think it's fun. I'm gonna leave you with one last little one liner, um, which is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books. What you got, Jane Eyre? Yes. Um, she kind of digs her boss. Boss digs her. Oh, my God. Like, what a budding relationship. This is so cool. Oh, my God. He's got a crazy wife in the attic. The end. I mean. Oh, fuck. No, he does. He has a crazy wife in the attic that, like, sets the house on fire. It's very cute. It's a very good story that you want to tell your kids when you're when you're um, in the early days of your relationship. Oh, remember that ex-wife that set the house on fire because she's crazy and you locked her in the attic? Cool, 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 cool. Also, this bodes well for my relationship with you, but okay. Anyway, that's it for now. Um, Thanks, everybody. Follow us, um, please. Uh, Subscribe. We're on YouTube, please. If you want to see us as we're telling these, you know we're on YouTube. Um, if you're listening and you want to see our faces, you're welcome to. I mean, listen, we didn't we didn't uh, do any kind of pomp and circumstance. At least she didn't. I just put a oh, I just I put like a shit. coat on, and um, that makes me look like a Supreme Court justice, as we've established. And uh, you're welcome to to see our faces as we tell these stories. Um, and uh, that's it for this time. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. three, two, one. Bye! Bye.